0: What's going on, everybody? Back again for some more high-quality entertainment here with you from Shoot the Shot. Um, The Brownies snuck out a close one this week against the Bills, and we will get to that in a minute. But first, Midday, how are we doing, buddy?
1: We are doing amazing. I would love to tell you that I'm doing lovely, but apparently I've used that word too much for some of our listeners. So I'm doing amazing. It's a beautiful Monday. It's, you know, the best Monday of the year because the browns finally didn't lose and make me have a depressed finish to my sunday
0: yeah you it was actually like you know we could satis- we were satisfied after the game and we could like you know watch other games just knowing that it doesn't matter what happens because our team finally came out on top
1: yeah it was such a weird feeling too because it was the most did we actually win that game really or did the bills just give it to us kind of feeling uh, which I almost expected, in a way, because I knew the Bills are nothing special on offense, you know, so it was going to be kind of a grinded out type of game. Anyway, but yeah, it feels great. Feels great to be a winner, and apparently still somehow in the playoff picture, in this terrible back half of the AFC.
0: Oh, yeah. And, for, I mean, fortunate enough, we get to watch the Browns again on Thursday. Um, yes. So that's a very exciting. We've got the Steelers come into town. So we got that Thursday night primetime game in first energy. The place is going to be absolutely electric. I'm very excited to watch. Um, the Steelers are playing pretty good right now. So I, I don't think it's going to be the rollover game. We thought it was going to be maybe early in the season.
1: Yeah, they're, they're playing annoyingly good, to be honest, because I have not liked a single second of what I've seen from Mason Rudolph at quarterback. No. I don't know how you feel about it, but he's like, I don't know. He's it's just terrible.
0: Their defense has really, oh really gosh. taken a step forward. And it's like, oh, ever since that Minka Fitzpatrick trade that they yeah. made, like that's I was when it's just like, they've really, that. yeah, they've really picked it up. So, I mean, it's definitely going to be interesting, but I'm very excited. And I don't, I mean, we're, we're, we're playing better for sure. Like, I mean, I know that we just, we just won. So it's easy to say that, but I mean, we'll get into the stats in a minute. Um, but I, I mean, I'm confident. I'm definitely confident.
1: Yeah, I think we're still maybe a little bit uh drunk on the whole Homer juice. Mm-hmm. That was such a weird way to say that, but I'm going with it. But <laughs> like this team there's too much talent on this team both sides of the ball for them to not be successful. So we're just waiting on them to put it together and we're just maybe waiting on the coach to figure out what he's doing at his yeah. position, but
0: yeah, still Still some questionable timeouts being used. Um, oh my gosh. By uh, Freddie. What was the what was the one that I, I the said end it of was third like third quarter? No, it was the end of the first half. Like wasn't there there was like it was like two oh three on the clock. Literally clocks about to stop for the two minute warning and Freddie Burns a timeout, I think.
1: I know there was three seconds before something happened and the yeah. clock would have stopped in some way and we <laughs> the Bills had the ball. And they were just like going to be content with the end of whatever. And Freddie was like, no, hold on, timeout. And I really thought he was going to challenge something stupid, like the spot and the foul. Burn two timeouts at once. (laughs) He was going to question the spot on first down. Yeah, so... That's the worst kind of feeling.
0: The one thing that I said was, you know, after we... It was what? It was probably like seven or eight downs we had from like goal to go. And... (laughs) Ninth um, and goal, yeah, and we had a false start, and we were gonna go for it again on fourth down, and we had a false start, and I'm like, you know, it's sad when we complain about penalties and how we need to fix them, but a penalty ends up saving us yeah, points.
1: <laughs> you did, you did text us. We were texting about that. You said the basically the false start penalty forced Freddie to stop being an idiot, and we had <laughs> yeah. to take the points. Right, and I was I was talking with I was talking with Dan, my roommate, Dan Moser. Shout out. Uh, about the game, and he was like, "Like the good teams, you know, you just take the points." Like, yeah. If we would have took the field goal, it wouldn't have been, like there would have been no stress at the end of this game if we just had taken the two easy field goals.
0: Right, and it ended up being the difference that we had to, that we were forced to take the one field goal. You know, that right? We won by three. So yeah. Points and I matter.
1: Don't, as far as points matter stuff, and then people bring up like, especially the national media, bring up how quote-unquote stupid it was for jarvis on that first touchdown to get that taunting penalty i think all taunting penalties are stupid when there's grown men playing against each other like if you get your feelings hurt after a guy barks in your face after he just scored on you like come on i think we need to outlaw that penalty but that's just my opinion
0: yeah i mean here's the thing i don't think like 90 percent of the times when the refs are throwing these flags Maybe ninety is a little high, but do they even know what he, the guy said, or is it just that he was looking at him and you knew he said something, but you didn't yeah. know what it was?
1: You could tell he was fired up, and it's like, oh, he must have been taunting. He could have right. been like, you know, saying the double beef and cheddar is the best sandwich all. Yeah.
0: Who knows? You know, yeah. Like maybe, uh, I mean, you know, if you hear something about somebody's like wife or like girlfriend or something, like maybe that's crossing yeah. a line. Yeah,
1: but- I mean, there's definitely lines that can be crossed, but still, I mean, you'd be an adult. Yeah, it's it, it just doesn't bother me. So I, I'm I, I'm all for trash talk. I think that's the main thing. I trash talk playing intramural basketball in college.
0: Yeah, um, so how come it's only on scores? <laughs> how come it's only on scores that they care about that? Because like, don't <laughs> these DBs all day long? Like, I mean, I've oh, heard stories about Jalen Ramsey back. talking yeah. shit about people's like family. <laughs>
1: No, they're barking about everything all the time because that's what they do. It's a feisty little position, the cornerback and safety even a little yeah. bit. But I don't know. It's it's stupid. But yeah, if he doesn't get the penalty, the point after is a little bit easier. Sure, we have one more point.
0: But mm-hmm. the main so thing is we did win the game. We did win the game. And it was it was awesome because I was watching the game with a Bills fan. Um, really? You know my, my cousin. Yeah, my cousin's a Bills fan. And no he's also a Browns fan, but like the Bills are his number one team. So I was like, all right, so when the Bills-Browns play, you're rooting for the Bills. And he's like, oh, absolutely. And I'm like, all right, well, we're going to watch it together. And he's like, that's fine. So,
1: you Is know, I go to his Buffalo? place.
0: Uh, he was born there.
1: Okay. I guess that counts. You can have yeah. it then.
0: Yeah. So um, we're going back and forth all game and, you know, just talking shit about each other's right. team. And
1: and no one uh, flagged you for taunting? No.
0: Can you <laughs> believe that? Either of us for taunting. It was great. What if your feelings got hurt? Oh, there was feelings just flying around everywhere getting hurt oh. because I was a... not holding it back against any Bills player. <laughs> you needed a
1: safe space.
0: Yeah. So let's kind of recap that, that fourth quarter real quick. Um, so we won uh, with Steven Houshka missing a 53-yard field goal with 22 seconds left.
1: That's you. Sound like you sneezed um, there.
0: Yeah, Houshka. Yeah. <laughs> um, But the drive before that, the Browns went on a 10 play, 82 yard drive with 526 left on the clock and scored that go ahead touchdown with 148 left. So it really burned Mm. some time off the clock, Mm. uh, along with taking the league, which was just like, I mean, perfect. Couldn't ask for anything better than that. The absolute most terrifying thing happened on this drive, though. I think we all know. We got inside Um, the five yard
1: line. (laughs) (laughs) That?
0: No, we actually didn't. We were on the seven. Okay, that's probably
1: why we scored. Uh,
0: No, the jet sweep to Kareem Hunt that just like went through everything in his body. Literally just the ball turned invisible. Oh my god. Fell right through him. And the Bills guy scooped it up, goes into score, and I'm just like, that's how we lose. (laughs) Right there.
1: I could not. I I couldn't even muster words when I was watching that. I just sat (laughs) on my couch. Absorbed my entire palm into my forehead. Yeah. Because I started I was binge just eating the most typical thing. <laughs> but no, I think uh, Baker seemed pretty confident that he he threw it forward enough and they actually gave us a call. So I was. Yeah. That's kind surprised.
0: of what I was worried about, honestly, is the refs just screwing us again. We yeah. know, because they've a made custom. mistakes like that before.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And the thing that I mean, I don't really like It's it's just kind of a freak thing because like for one, how the hell. Did Kareem like not touch the ball at all? Like, he just had to just not be looking at it.
1: That and, had to be, uh, I'm not real sure of the playbook yeah. all the way yet, kind of thing. He, well, that, yeah. That,
0: that, and it's like a time. I feel like, you know, when you bring a guy back who hasn't played a game in a year, his timing sure. might be a little bit, you know, off. Mm-hmm. So that's probably what where that's what I thought. It was just like, okay, he definitely it was. Like, wasn't used to that. Maybe just hand it to him next time. Yeah.
1: It was definitely uh it looked like Kareem thought it was gonna be the fake pitch and Baker would catch it and throw it somewhere. And mm-hmm. Baker definitely was fully committed to Kareem catching that and running. Yeah. Which, so it was nothing for us.
0: But you know, ended up being an incomplete pass. So the drove the drove. The drive continued. <laughs> the drive. <drug. laughs> oh my God words um so the drive continued, and uh, another incredible play. I well, first of all, I thought that all of the timing um, between Baker throwing the ball and the routes on this drive were just like impeccable, pretty crisp. Yeah, like I mean, it's it's almost like all of the all of the uh, struggles we've we went through the first eight weeks. Like finally came together because the timing was down and he was throwing the ball before guys were even out of their breaks. And he knew like when they were going to be out of their breaks and it was just nice. But one of the plays that I remember pretty vividly was the one um, Jarvis lined up on the right side, like right off the tight end and did like a, um, like a, like an almost like a wheel, but it was like behind the inside backer. And then he okay. like went out to the left side. Yeah. Uh, and Baker threw the ball, and Jarvis was looking inside and then had to correct himself and look outside and like just flip his head around and okay. catch the ball in stride. And I was like, that's a great ball and a great adjustment to that ball in the air.
1: Absolutely. Jarvis was great this game. He had, what, the nine catches for 97 yards and the touchdown? Yeah. Um, so that I, I love to see. And I think, well, let, let's bring it around because I know a lot of people are are going at Odell a little bit today. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen. And I think the Jarvis versus Odell thing is Jarvis was with the Browns and was with Baker all last season. So obviously their chemistry, their timing, they're, they're going to be on the same wavelength as far as the playbook and where to be and where the ball is going to be and like Mm -hmm. where, where to expect the passes. So I think that makes sense. And I don't know why nobody's mentioning that. Right. Um, The Odell thing, like he's, I like to see him get targets and I know people are saying, Oh, he's only five catches for 57 yards. He's, he's an average guy at best. And, my counter argument is if you actually watch the game, the very first play from scrimmage for the Browns, they did that play action deep ball down the side. Oh, down And he had space, just barely missed him. If he catches that, you know, it's a touchdown. So we yeah. start off the game, he's got one catch for 80 yards. <laughs> yeah. And then, not to bring up a source subject, but when we had the 13th and goal plays down there inside the five, like he drew the, uh, the pass Two interference penalty. So, that was going to be a touchdown. That's the only reason them. why it was a penalty. Right. Two of them. And I mean, DBs are smart. If they get beat, they're going to grab just to give him another chance. Right. So that was going to be a score. And then the other one where he caught the pass with two hands. And I know people love to throw out the, Oh, he needs to put up <laughs> two hands. Well, he yeah. caught this one with two hands and the DB makes a great play and gets a in there and breaks it up. Like you just got to tip your hat. So I, we need to pump the brakes a little bit on panicking with the Browns, not scoring. Down near the goal line because I think three or four of those plays would have scored. The running plays are a whole different thing. Like, stop running it outside and with stupid pitches and misdirections. And yeah, I mean, if you're gonna run it, pound it up the middle with Nick Chubb.
0: Like, so come on. So, um, let's let's talk about the red zone real quick since I'd love you to mentioned to. it. Um, let's do it. Because the red zone woes definitely continued this game. I mean, we had 11 goal-to-go plays and, you know, only got the one touchdown, which was, you know, when we needed it most at the end of the game. Um, So can't complain about that. I mean, clutch touchdown when you need it is great. But before that, it would have been 10 goal-to-go plays, and we only had three points out of it. And, you know, that's definitely concerning because it's almost like we just can't figure out what to do. On the like in the red zone, and um, so in the red zone, just quick little some stats for you. Yeah, uh, we've got thirty red zone plays uh, this season, um, which
1: feels like a lot.
0: Yes, we're getting um, there, and they've resulted in fourteen touchdowns, which that also seems like a lot, but it doesn't feel you... like it. No, um it's 46.67% of red zone drives result in a touchdown. So that's 26th in the league, which is Not you know, good. bottom, bottom, yeah. Bottom tier. Yeah, um, Surprisingly, you know, some of the teams that are actually like just ahead of us though, are uh, the chiefs and the saints. Um, those, but those are
1: good offenses.
0: Right. And so the, the chiefs are at like 46.8% and the saints are at, Forty-eight point four percent, but it's like I mean, the last three games were only at thirty percent, and that's that's third well, lowest enough. in the league.
1: Yep, hard so, to win games when you are not scoring in the red zone,
0: and that that is against three top ten uh, passing passing defenses. Yeah, um, but like, you just got to find a way to get in the red, in the end zone at least, like. I mean, at least half of the time like I don't want to say at least half, but like the Patriots are at 50%. Okay. I don't think like,
1: half is being greedy, honestly. I think right. you'd be right by saying at least half. You Especially think half's right? when when we're inside the five, I mean, we're we're there. We're we're threatening often. And at least what I can say about last game is we didn't turn it over in the red zone, which mm-hmm. we've had a tendency to do previously this year. But yeah, I think I don't think half is being well, out of,
0: and that's just the red zone too. So that's not even I mean that's 20 the 20 yard line and in. So like not even talking about us from the 10 yard line and in which like I mean might be worse. Hmm. <laughs> oh, it definitely <laughs> like, is worse. Especially like, the
1: brown zone.
0: Yeah. Brown I mean, is in poop. I'm sure the rest of the league goes up when they're inside the 10 yard line and we're probably fluttering around that mid 40 range still. Yeah. Uh but like I just don't I mean, here's the thing. So my, my dad texted me and, you know, he's all pissed off and he's like, yeah. why are we packing it in so tight? And and I'm just like, dad, okay, let, let's look at this again. Because a couple weeks ago when we had um, four, it was four plays in a row from inside the five or inside the uh, 10 against the Rams and we were spread, we were spread out all four of those plays and everybody was pissed. He didn't bring it in. So then he brings it in and people are starting to get pissed. They didn't spread it out. It's like, you know, you got to pick one kind of right. I mean, I know that you can change up the plays, but it's going to like, it's going to be okay.
1: (laughs) It is. And it's just the, the fan overreaction. There's, Mm -hmm. it's really hard to please a fan when you don't score the touchdown because whatever you did, you should have did the opposite. And it's an endless cycle with that. Yeah.
0: And it's just a Browns fan thing. And that's, uh, I just want to bring up a tweet um, that I saw actually um, yesterday, like during the game. And it says, it's like, re- it's like referring to Freddie and it says, if he would have kicked it, he was wrong. If he goes for it, he's wrong. If he throws it to Odell, he's wrong. If he runs with Chubb, he's wrong. <laughs> yep. And it's so true. Like I just laughed that's, at it. Cause yeah. I was like, like if it doesn't work at all, it's not right for, for Browns fans. And it's, and it's like incredible because, you know, other teams I feel like aren't like that. I'm not a fan of another team, so like I can't really, you know, say for sure. But yeah, I feel like not every team is as critical of their rookie head coach who's never been a head coach ever in his life, even in Pee Wee. So
1: yeah, I think you're a little bit more on the still defending Freddie side than I am. But I do hear what you're saying. There's, there's, this is still a trial period. It's getting for better. Sure. We did win. And like yeah. I said last week when I, we That's were talking with Anthony is winning fixes everything. So I'm happy to be on the side of towards the fixing. Mm-hmm. Not
0: a great way to say that, but here we are. Yeah. Um. So let's go through some stats real quick of our guys uh, offensively. Um, Baker was 26 of 38 for 238 yards, two touchdowns and zero interceptions. Um. You got to love what you've seen out of Baker from the last three weeks. And I think a lot of people have really been going hard at him about, you know, like saying that he's not legit and he's not the real deal. And, and, you know, I look at these last three games, um, you know, you've got the Patriots, you've got the Broncos and you've got the Bills who are all three of those teams are top 10, maybe even better than that, top 10 um pass defenses in the league. Yeah. Okay. So he's playing, you know, premier pass defenses and he's got a sixty five point seven percent completion percentage, which is right where you want to be. Like you can't complain about that. That's right, you know, in the thick of good quarterbacking, you know. Absolutely. Uh seven hundred and five yards, four touchdowns and one interception. And the interception was the the stupid uh toss the handoff
1: to the defensive tackle. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, but, like, I mean, he's looking more comfortable. He's looking better in the pocket. And, you know, you definitely can tell being a fan watching every single game this season. Like, he looks like he's more comfortable, more confident in the pocket.
1: Yeah, he looks like he's watching film and making adjustments, which is just all you need to do. And that's why we spent the first overall pick on him, because he's got legitimate talent and he is an upper tier quarterback in this league. And mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be mad because young quarterbacks make mistakes, and he's a young quarterback right now. But th- these last couple games, especially, is what I like to see.
0: Well, and like, I mean, this is—I think I—I I think I said this in previous episodes. This is why I like Baker because, I mean, first off, the dude had to walk on twice in college. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know that he knows what it takes to become successful. I mean, you're a two you walk on at two different colleges and end up winning the Heisman trophy like that doesn't happen okay mm-hmm. so and then he's got that ego and like that like kind of charisma about him that like you know it's cocky but it's like it's confident you know what i mean he, so, it's it yeah
1: it's a chip on the shoulder and he's definitely plays better with a chip on his shoulder
0: and like you got to have that because i don't want my quarterback to like yeah if he's struggling why do you why would you want your quarterback to, you know, cower and be tentative and like scared with the ball. If he's struggling, that doesn't, that's not how yeah. you get out of a funk. Like, and people are always just like, Oh, Baker talks too much. He's too, he's too positive. He's too cocky. And it's like oh for, gosh. for not doing anything. Stop. And it's like, dude, just stop. How do you have, like, how, like, how do you think confidence is built?
1: Yeah. Like, you know what a quiet quarterback who's not confident is. It's like Joe Flacco or, well, that's a bad example. Cause they want Andy Dalton. I mean, <laughs> I like Andy Dole, so we'll leave him alone. But yeah, like Marcus Mariota isn't cocky and confident out here with all that. So like, and I mean, Aaron Rodgers, so.
0: Aaron Rodgers was pretty cocky and confident, oh, like in his earlier. Yeah, he still is, but like, Did I mean, I'd say more to his press conferences. <laughs> He's the right. most
1: arrogant, like just like dismissive guy there is when it comes to press conferences. Right, but yeah, you just need that edge, and I think the more I think about it, with baker is he does play better with a chip on a shoulder and then coming into this year there wasn't really a chip because we were just expected to be good with all this talent so right. i think even with the first couple losses he was like asking people to write us off and it's like he's just asking for you to give him fuel because that's how he he motivates himself maybe it's mm-hmm. just negative energy so
0: right so moving on to the backfield Uh, Nick Chubb rushes for over 100 yards again. I think he's averaging 102 a game now, um, which is still definitely top three in the league. And he's up to 919 yards on the season, which, fun fact, um, he is only the second Browns player to have up over 900 yards rushing um, through the first nine games. And the other was a man I think all Browns fans know, and that was Jim Brown.
1: Ah, um, yeah, he's a yeah. good one.
0: Yeah, he's pretty tough. Um, but seven games to play. Chubb's already around 900. And uh, I mean, what do you think he's going to finish with? Because he's averaging 102 a game. and We've got seven games left.
1: Yeah, it seems like he's headed for uh, definitely over 1500, which is moving the football. That's for sure. Um, yeah, I, I think everybody was a little um, intrigued to see what the addition of Cream Hunt to this offense What's going to do to Chubb's numbers, and it looks like he's still going to get his his carries for sure. Yeah. Um, and he's still just as effective on the ground.
0: Right. So, uh, you know, he I, I think he gets up over fourteen, oh, oh, 1,400 yards, get, getting right around that 1,500-yard mark. Um, but there's honestly no reason he can't blow by 1,500 yards. I mean, we've got, like we said, a, a pretty good schedule for, you know, our offense in the second half of the year. Yeah. Um, So I don't know. We'll see. But I mean, he's definitely gonna be, you know, well over that thousand yard mark, which he, you know, fell short of by four yards last season.
1: Yeah, he actually had it, but then had a negative
0: rush. Yeah, and that which was sad. It was was really
1: sad sad. because it would have been impressive last year because he, you know, didn't start until what week seven. No, it was pretty deep. He was not starting.
0: No, it was like probably like five or six, but yeah, I mean he. Whenever had, we
1: traded Carlos Hyde, which yeah, yeah
0: he had between the between four game.
1: and six games.
0: He had the one game where he had what three carries for like uh, one twenty, <laughs> because he had a ninety, a ninety-three yard run and like a fifty-yard run on his next carry.
1: <laughs> yeah, that helps the yards per carry average <laughs> yeah. for sure.
0: Um, but Kareem Hunt was in his Browns debut and. I absolutely love the way we used him, and I texted oh, you this today, um, because he he was like a he was like a better Duke Johnson is how we used him because he can run the ball effectively, and Duke really couldn't do that. Um, but he had nine targets in the air, seven catches for forty four yards, which I love. I love him being our third most targeted player because, you know. I mean, obviously you want Odell Jarvis up there one, two, getting the most targets. But when you've got a guy out of the backfield that can make plays like that, and I mean, everybody saw what he did in Kansas City catching the ball. So yeah, I love it. And then you give him the ball four times um, on four runs for 30 yards, which is a great average. Mm. Um, I would love to hand him the ball maybe a little bit more. I mean, I'd love to give him the ball close to 10 times. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe th- down
1: when you're on the goal line. Maybe he yeah. could have had a couple touches down there,
0: or do something, you know? Yeah, something with him and Chubb both in the backfield. I don't know. I love, yeah, I, mean, I love having them both in the backfield because the defense didn't really know what to do, and they both lead block extremely well. Um, yes. So and just you know, watching Kareem in his first game back in over a year did not seem like he was missing very much. I mean, I'm sure there was no, a little bit of mental in shape. errors. But yeah, he'd really looked good and I loved having him and I think that it's, you know, only gonna benefit us moving forward having another um back in the backfield like that.
1: I agree. Um, I do, like you said, I really like a lot when they're both on the field together, even like in the both in the backfield together, because you can really use whichever one doesn't end up with the football as like a like a pseudo fullback mm-hmm. because right. like you said, they both are really good blockers in their own right and they're both solid, sturdy backs. So yeah, I like what I saw from the backfield, and I'm excited to have two Pro Bowlers now.
0: Yeah, it's Ass- fun.
1: Assuming Nick Chubb will get will voted <laughs> for the Pro Bowl this year. He better. He's got my vote.
0: You know, let's move to we talked about Odell and Jarvis a little bit already, but and everybody, as you mentioned, was already like so quick to just jump on Odell and just say, wow, five catches for 57. It's time to start panicking. Browns should probably trade him. The dude yeah. had 12 targets. You know, Baker talked about in his press conference how we almost have to force feed um, you know, Odell the ball because he's that kind of playmaker that we just need to put the ball in his hands. And we made the conscious effort to do so. And I love seeing that. Like I, I don't too. care that he had five for 57 because as you said, the first play of the game could have gone for a touchdown and that turns into, you know, six for one forty and a touchdown. And it's like, okay, everybody forgets about it. And that's one play. Or, you know, those two PIs in the end zone where he absolutely toasted the corners that were on yeah. him is another touchdown catch. You know, six for, 6 for 60 and a touchdown and he caught that touchdown and everybody's off his back a little bit.
1: Absolutely. I think Odell is still a special talent and I think 12 targets is right where I like to see it. Keep throwing him the football.
0: Yeah, and he's going to have games like I mean Jarvis had 10 targets into 9 catches so he had one that didn't end up in his hands and it's like that can happen with Odell I mean the dude can have a 12 target game where he catches 10 of them and goes for you know 130 and a touchdown and like you're gonna have you know questionable games when you're still getting used to the new team I mean he's only nine games in with this new team yeah and everybody's just expecting this dude to have 10 for 150 and two touchdowns every game and it's just not gonna happen
1: yeah, and guess who's still under contract for the next three seasons? Oh yeah, that's right, Odell Beckham.
0: <laughs> so like, Odell and Jarvis for the next two.
1: Let's maybe not trade away our best receivers uh, after eight bad games. Like, come on.
0: Mm-hmm. So I've Keep got it. kind of a, a bold take. Um, Do it. I, I kind of think that we should get Jarvis the ball more than Odell. <sighs> that is a bold take, because. I think that getting him like, like I'm not saying force feed Jarvis the ball, but like, it seems as though the last couple of games, Odell is really opening things up for Jarvis and yeah. Jarvis is like, I mean, started off very slow beginning of the year and he's really, you know, come into his own and, you know, kind of the Jarvis that we, we traded for last mm-hmm. season. I mean, 10 targets, nine catches for 97 and a touchdown. Like, like, like he should be up over 80 yards every week, I think, because of, you know, Odell, the attention that Odell draws. Like, I I think that Jarvis probably should have more catches and more yards than Odell a majority of weeks. And that's not saying like, wow, that, that's not saying that I think that like we shouldn't give the ball to Odell more. Uh, I just think that, you know, he opens things up more for Jarvis.
1: Yeah, I think Jarvis is definitely the like the possession receiver. Right. And like this the safety net type I of think guy. that's
0: what I think that's what I was You know, like so I mean this is a, a definite strong comparison, but go back to 07 and you've got the Patriots with like Randy Moss and Wes Welker and it's like Jarvis is kind of like the Wes Welker where you know, he's probably going to get like 7 to 10 catches a game and you know, maybe get over that 70 yard mark and then throw in, sprinkle in a touchdown like here or there. And then Odell's kind of like the big play guy where he might get like four catches for like 90 and a touchdown or, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I mean, using Odell as the take the top off the defense kind of guy right. is right. not a bad idea not a bad strategy. Um, I think he's also good in like the quick hitters too, though. So I yeah. think I, there's a happy medium for sure. I think they both need double digit targets, but, I'm okay if, like you're saying, if if Jarvis gets the 12 and Odell gets the 8, 9, 10.
0: Yeah, like but, they're both going to get... Yeah, I think that I'm not trying to say that like one needs to be, you know, Jarvis needs to be getting 15 targets and Odell, like maybe eight. But uh, I think you're right. You know, both of them right on the cusp of that, like double-digit targets is exactly where we want both of them to be. Yeah,
1: yeah. and I think we, we could really benefit from having like Njoku come back so we can have that big body receiver, mm-hmm. which is another guy out there that's, I mean, nothing against, like, uh, Harris, but he's not exactly a threat when he's running routes. He's just, he's a big target, but the mm-hmm. defenses, I don't think, really respect him as much as they would, like, in Njoku with his athleticism. So,
0: yeah, we're, we're still missing a piece. And we need, we need, need, need to keep Rashad Higgins in the game.
1: Oh, my gosh, the fattest retweet I can give you on a statement.
0: About because because i read a tweet today that said antonio callaway sat out the game sunday or was was benched because he was late to the game
1: that's tough to do when that's your job
0: you were late to the game like there's mm. one, like come on i mean how are you late wake your ass up at like 7:30 a.m. and get your body prepared to play football
1: not difficult at all, but I hope he never wakes up on time again because I would yeah. rather have Higgins out there. Somebody and,
0: also responded to that tweet and said, hey, uh, somebody needs to turn um, turn back uh, Callaway's clock so that he doesn't show up on time Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> the daylight savings again. Yeah. <gasps> That's funny. I just like, I mean, like obviously I was thrilled when we scored that game winning touchdown, but I think the fact that it was Higgins just made me so much happier. Because I mean, you know he's like in his head. Yeah, frustrated (laughs) and in his head about like why the hell am I not playing? Like I I mean, he tore it up last year and all of a sudden comes into this year and they're just like, Yeah, we're just not gonna play you that much. And and it's like he catches that touchdown, you know, rolls out the red carpet and does his little his little walk and I just loved it. It was great. The OG Hollywood for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Um so last last thing I really want to bring up, though, about this game is our penalties finally, like, we had four of them.
1: No okay. way. Four
0: penalties. No, not 14. Four. <laughs> <laughs> and the one was necessary because it saved us three points. So really, I'm saying three penalties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. But, you know, love the... And, and then what was the other one? The other one was the touchdown. So you don't count that. So two. We're at two True. penalties.
1: True. We're just the best team in the league now is what yeah. I'm hearing.
0: Browns okay. had two Very penalties. Excited. Watch out, Super Bowl.
1: Can't wait for the Super Bowl. My <laughs> gosh, that's going to be awesome. You already bought tickets, didn't you? I did. I've bought tickets. So many tickets for the Super Bowl. <laughs> so uh-huh.
0: many. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the entire uh, what would be the dog pound <clears throat> in whatever. God forsaken yeah. City. The Super Bowl's well, out. I
0: I own them. Let, let me know. just whip out a couple mil. Yeah. Well, you
1: know, I might. I also have an advertisement. We got a shoot the shot advertisement coming on for the Super Bowl too.
0: Yeah, it's a banner uh, right at the back of the end zone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more like a TV commercial.
0: Oh, that's gonna be, that we would have probably one of the funnier TV commercials.
1: Oh, I'd probably come on and just be like, "Hey guys, before we get into today's Super Bowl, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I want to talk to you about anchor." I would like do something to Doritos, like just throw a bag of them, like, you know, off a cliff or something like that. The,
1: yeah. The Doritos commercials <laughs> usually do the best. So that would not be a bad idea.
0: Oh, I love a bag of Doritos at the Super Bowl. I eat a whole thing. Eat the whole bag. Family sized. Family sized. Oh, my gosh.
1: That By just myself. means it's less air. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. We are so off topic.
0: I right, know. Let's get into it. So let's go, go into our pick them. Uh,
1: okay. Football. So,
0: so yeah, last week we had ah, God, I struggled. I went four and eight okay. last week. Uh, a lot of the underdog teams took advantage of you know maybe some being overlooked a little bit by some some tougher opponents. But um, Midday went six and six. I went four and eight. Uh, moving our overalls to uh, seventy seven and fifty two for me, and Midday had a solid sixty nine and sixty. Nice.
1: Tell them about <laughs> the guests, though.
0: How the guests do? Ooh, the guest. Uh, our guest Anthony Meglin uh, did a little better than me, little worse than Midday, and we had yeah. five and seven. So yeah. we're gonna. So
1: you can quarterback a real team. You can you know have all these accolades and stuff, but you yeah. still can't outpick me. In you can break.
0: Games. You can break Mount Union's uh, streak of conference wins, but Mayday's gonna outpick you. I mean, yeah, the, re- like-
1: the reality is my football knowledge is just supreme and through I think, the roof. I think it proved that. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm kidding, obviously. But I think what we're going to do uh, for future guests that we have under the football season, we'll keep a tally for we'll add them all together. And if they have a better percentage than us, then we will just ask them to take over the show. How about that?
0: <laughs> yeah, take over the show or maybe um, just retire, I think, is what the other <laughs> option was. <laughs> Shut it down. Yeah, so let's get into it. Uh, the only game that matters this week is on Thursday,
1: the game of uh, the week,
0: <laughs> and that is the Pittsburgh Steelers coming into First Energy Stadium to take Roast. on the Browns. Uh, Browns are two and a half point favorite midday. Um, will that should. affect your uh, Browns by a hundred prediction? Uh,
1: the line will not affect my prediction, and I will pick the Browns. I'm going to Browns by 103 this week. We're going to get a field goal without a taunting penalty, and we're going to ram these Steelers. Mason Rudolph is so bad. Yeah. I cannot stress that enough. I've watched like three and a half quarters of him play quarterback, and no part of it's been impressive. Three interceptions so. for the Browns this week,
0: and they win. Boom. I was just gonna say I think that like this one's gonna come down to our offense versus their defense because I mean I'm confident in our defense and I'm I have zero confidence whatsoever in the Steelers offense. So we should hold them to less than ten points. Whoa,
1: I love that. How many are we scoring?
0: We're scoring hundred and thirteen. <laughs> I'm double downing on the one oh three.
1: Yeah, we are lucky um,
0: Yeah. So uh, Browns are going to take this one home, and you know, move up the ladder even more in a the playoff sneaky, picture. Sneaky four and six. Yes. Yeah, so moving into Sunday's games, we got the Cowboys going into Detroit to take on the Lions. Uh, Cowboys are a three and a half point favorite. Not sure if Matt Stafford's going to be playing in this one. <laughs> um, sat out the last one uh, with a broken back. <laughs> Thinks he might play this week. <laughs> I don't know how this man he's, does it. Matt
1: Stafford's incredible. They said He is. it's, it's a, This is an injury that's dated back to last season. So my man has had a broken spine <laughs> and is playing a tackle physical sport. And he's like, oh, yeah. whatever, let's get it. And I guess he wanted to play last week, but they were like, Matt, you can't. Your back like, is broken.
0: Yeah. Like, if I knew he's playing, I'm probably, like, going to pick the Lions at home. But, like, I don't think he's going to play because his back isn't in one piece. <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh! Yeah. So who are you picking?
0: I'm gonna take Dallas.
1: Mm. You said this is the, in Detroit too.
0: It's in Detroit, and the Cowboys are a three and a half point favorite.
1: Who Cowboy three and a half favorite? Um, yeah. That the, the Cowboys are, are are still giving me fits with predicting them. Um, yeah.
0: But like I said, Stafford. Like if he's playing, that's where I'm. Like you know, I'm probably going to Lions, but I just don't think. Yeah. I don't
1: know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I think the, the Lions, they had another running back get hurt, too, with a concussion. So I think Yeah, I'll, I'm going to go with the Cowboys, too.
0: They're down to, uh, I think their left tackle is not going to be playing running back.
1: Oh, God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so they call him the refrigerator part, too.
1: Refrigerator. The mini-fridge, for sure.
0: <laughs> the um, mini-fridge. No, we're yeah. not talking about Maurice Jones Drew. <laughs> Great so, thought. Next game, we've got the Jaguars going into Indy to take on the Colts. Another quarterback that is uh, questionable to play is, um, I almost said Dwayne Haskins because they kind of look alike, but um, mm. yeah, no, it's uh, the other guy. What's his name? Um, used to play on the uh, Patriots. <laughs> What are you even talking <laughs> to Kobe about right Brissette. now, Jacoby Brissett? Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> I couldn't think of his name at all. Oh, oh my, god. my god! I don't know if he's we playing call or not.
1: Sports podcaster.
0: <laughs> I drew a blank. I'm going with the Jags here in Indy.
1: Oh, yeah. This is such a weird thing. The Colts started out so well, and now they just lost to the Dolphins. And <laughs> Brian Hoyer looked. Just terrible. Um, I guess Nick Foles is going to start for the Jags. So I'll pick the okay. Jags too. Division matchup. Damn you. Sorry. It's all right.
0: Uh, so the Falcons are going into Carolina to take on the Panthers. Pal- Falcons surprising everybody with that uh, beatdown of the Saints last week. Um, definitely surprised us because we didn't no, pick them.
1: Gross. Good thing I'm not a gambler.
0: <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Don't remind me.
1: Oh, sorry.
0: <laughs> no, I only do like ten bucks. It's fine. It's basically oh, like buying a Chipotle burrito.
1: Oh, we're balling on a budget for sure. Yeah.
0: Um, so Panthers are a five and a half point favorite in this one. Uh I'm gonna go with the Falcons. I think they're uh oh, figuring some things out. Um, you know, after that Saints win, maybe offensively. Um but I'm going with the Falcons in Carolina.
1: Oh, it, 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 whatever the Falcons are doing is definitely offensive. I agree with that. But I'm picking the Panthers. Um, I'm picking the second of three Allens at quarterback in the NFL now to pull this one out. And McCaffrey to obviously have 2 billion yards again.
0: Nice. Nice, 2 billion. That's just shy of his uh, career high.
1: Just as many as the Browns are going to score. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So the next game, we got the Saints going to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. Saints are a five and a half point favorite on the road after that uh, brutal game against the Falcons. Um, But I think I like the Saints to bounce back here in this one. Um, Buccaneers are definitely scary, but I just like, I mean, like the defense and the offense of the Saints just can't be that bad two games in a row, right?
1: No, I agree. Um You know, sometimes you have letdown games where you overlook an opponent, and I think that's all that was with the Saints. Um, So I'm picking them in this game, but I do think the Buccaneers are fun to watch because they could score 60. They could have two receivers with 200 receiving yards. They could also have Jameis throw seven interceptions. So it's always entertaining to watch the Bucs play, but I will take the Saints this week.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so the Broncos uh, going to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Vikings are a 10.5 point favorite in this one. Uh I, I mean the Vikings are hot, no doubt about mm, it. Um I love it. I I don't like I don't think I would take them by ten and a half. Um because the Broncos do have a pretty decent passing I do like just a pretty deep, a pretty good defense, honestly. I mean yeah. I'm not gonna say just a pass defense, but I mean their front seven did pretty good against Nick Chubb as well. So
1: mm-hmm. uh I'm
0: gonna take the Vikings, um, but not by the ten and a half.
1: Yeah, I am going to agree with everything you said. I think I would not touch this money line at all, but I will take the Vikings to win the game, as I do love Kirk Cousins Mm -hmm. and Dalvin Cook, and Dalvin Cook, who's been amazing this season. Happy to see him healthy still.
0: So moving into another interesting game, we've got the Jets taking on the Redskins in Washington. Uh, Like who cares um red redskins are a one and a half point favorite um just announced that dwayne haskins will be starting the rest of the season oh my god um what do you think would be tougher here picking the winner or the loser
1: i think picking my nose (laughs) Um, it's the
0: same damn thing it doesn't matter i'm taking the jets a
1: lot of boogers um Oh my goodness! The Jets and the Redskins—they—they <laughs> they shouldn't televise this game. They should put it on. It's like, on
0: Fox, so that's. You should probably... have to
1: pay to watch this. That's how bad it is. Um, no,
0: no, you should get a paycheck to watch this. You should
1: get paid by the Redskins owner. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't even know, dude. I'll pick the Jets too, just because I think Dwayne Haskins might be one of the most unready NFL quarterbacks I've seen since I had to watch Deshaun Kaiser. And I feel bad to saying that because he is a Buckeye, but he he just still looks a little bit lost. He's got some learning to do. So oh, that's the, Jets, funny. the Jets are taking this one.
0: Yeah, definitely. So uh, moving into a more interesting game, we got the Texans going into Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Uh, this one's Great tough. Game. Great yeah. game. This one's definitely tough. Texans are coming off a bye week, so they get that extra week to prepare for Lamar. Um and his spin moves spin moves oh my gosh (laughs) um this one's tough man i really (sighs) think about it why don't you go all
1: right i will go yeah it is tough i will say that and you did say they had an extra week to prepare for lamar but i would counter with i don't think there is a way to prepare for lamar jackson um after watching what he did to the Patriots who are the king of being able to prepare for people um yeah I just I don't see a way that Lamar Jackson doesn't still get his numbers specifically on the ground but he, he's still an efficient passer this season which is terrifying for the league and I'm gonna pick the Ravens as much as I do like Deshaun Watson this is a good game but I'm taking the Ravens
0: yeah I think that uh just listening to you talk a little bit since you're so damn smart at this yeah um, I'm a pro <laughs> uh, I think that also the Texans are a bit inconsistent like I like their team but they have games where they just like have lulls, and they're just like "What? Who, who is this playing you know what I mean yeah so I'm gonna go at the Ravens as well as much as I want the Texans to win the Ravens just keep pushing ahead and it's so annoying
1: yeah and it I mean it looks like the Ravens are gonna win this division so the Browns are gonna have to shoot for a wild card uh, but just a quick thing on on Lamar Jackson. Uh, he has more rushing yards in his first 16 starts than Ladanian Tomlinson. Oh. Uh, has a better passer rating in those same amount of starts than Tom Brady. And a higher completion percentage than Drew Brees. So he just might be the best NFL player in the history of the world, is what I just told you, bud.
0: Pretty much, because yeah. I think Drew Brees is the best quarterback of all time. Wow. Um, statistically speaking, we got to not get into that
1: argument because this will be a six hour show. No, no,
0: you're right. No, statistically speaking, statistically speaking, I say it's Drew Brees, but that's a story for another day. Um,
1: you know, I like Tim couch in that argument.
0: God, he's right up there too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, bills at dolphins. Uh, the bills are only a five and a half point favorite. I guess they think the dolphins are out there competing now. And the Bills still have a sucky offense, so I'm gonna go with the Bills. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I shout out to the Dolphins for winning back-to-back games this year. Um, I think they have a good coach. That uh, Flores, I think Flores is a good coach. He just has kind of feel maybe, bad for him. Yeah, it feels so bad for him because the the front office has given him three professional players um, mm. out of the 53 that you're allowed to have. Um, so yeah, shout out to the Dolphins, but I think they realized that they're they're costing themselves a good draft pick, so I think they let the Bills win this one.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, next game, the Cardinals are going to San Francisco to take on the 49ers. Um, you know, kind of reiterating what we do every week. The Cardinals are fun to watch, uh, but you're going to San Fran to take on a team that's you know, kind of smothering everybody right now. We'll see what happens tonight against the Seahawks mm-hmm. um, because I think this is going to be kind of the game to see, like, all right, like, what can people do against the 49ers when it matters? Because Russ is the best of the best. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to go with the 49ers here at home because the Cardinals are still a young team as far as, you know, their quarterback and their head coach. So it's going to be tough for them. Um, but I would not put it past them to cover that 13 and a half.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good point with the uh, the spread. Um, the Cardinals are, I think, this year mostly a victim of being in one of the better divisions in the NFL mm-hmm. with the Niners and the Seahawks and then the Rams, obviously, which are a little confusing right now what the Rams are doing, what's going on with them. Yeah, yeah the Cardinals, I think, are, are a respectable team. I and mean, you you can't take them lightly, but I think the 49ers win this one. For sure. hmm
0: So the Bengals are going to Oakland to take on the Raiders. Um, Bengals still looking for that um ever elusive first win.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We've been there as Browns fans. Uh, yeah.
0: Get it. Can't laugh too hard about that because it's been recent. Uh but the Raiders are a ten and a half point favorite in this one. The Raiders do look kind of good right now. Yeah. Somehow. So I, I mean, I'm sure Josh Jacobs is going to have an absolute field day. Midday? You're damn right. On yourself. I'm right. He is. Himself.
1: You're damn right. <laughs> Offensive rookie of the year, no question.
0: No way, dude.
1: Yep. It's definitely yep. going yep. to Zion. I said off. it. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if he ever plays. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, I'm taking the Raiders.
1: I think Ben Simmons got a, a shot at that award. Um, yeah, yeah I'm going to take the Raiders too because. I really just can't pick a team without a win. Uh, and they benched Andy Dalton, and A.J. Green's not going to play. So why would you even watch the Bengals at this point?
0: <laughs> Joe women? Joe Mixon is the reason why. Swink. Oh, is he still playing? Dude had his first 100-yard game this season. Good for him. And guess whose fantasy bench he was on? Yours. Mine. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, moving on to the next one, the Patriots going to Philly to take on the Eagles, a rematch of the Philly special game. Uh, n- no Nick Foles for the Eagles, though. So I think I'm going to have to take the Patriots in this one.
1: Yes, this is going to be a very good game. Um, some good quarterback play in this one with um, Carson Wentz. And what's it, guys, for the Patriots? Uh, Tom Brady. Uh, that's Jacoby right. Brissett. Right. Jacoby Brissett.
0: <laughs> Dwayne Haskins <laughs> for the Colts. <goal. laughs> no
1: yeah um yeah the home underdog thing is a little bit weird with the patriots being favored but Mm -hmm. it is the patriots and i think maybe bill belichick wants to take a little bit out on doug peterson across the way because as you said they did get them in the super bowl a couple years ago so i will take the patriots as well in this one
0: yes and i agree uh, moving into the Sunday night game, we've got the bears going to LA to take on the Rams. Rams are a six and a half point favorite in this one. And I don't think I agree with it. Um, it's just like, what are they doing? I mean, Cooper cup did not have a single catch
1: zero. A big fat one.
0: And they, did they pull Jared Goff or did he get banged up or did they just decide, <laughs> Hey, we're going to put in the worst backup quarterback. in? The league. Oh my
1: gosh. I was astounded when I saw Blake portals had uh snaps taken
0: and it was in the XFL. Yeah. So, uh, I, I mean, I just don't really know what's going on in LA and, um, the bears, you know, are also still struggling. Their offense looked a little bit better last week, pulling off a win against the lions. Um, you know, I'm going to go with the bears in this one, just because I think the Rams are struggling too much and, The Bears still have a pretty solid defense, I'd say. Uh, It's going to be like a 6-3 game, probably (laughs) Super Bowl 58 or whatever the hell it was all over again. 58, 13 (laughs) years in the
1: future. Um, God help us. Uh, Yeah, I really don't know what's going on with the Rams, but for whatever reason, I feel like this is going to be... um, They're going to get it back on track with this one because the Bears don't score points... I still don't think Trubisky did throw three touchdown passes, but I still don't believe him in a
0: blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while.
1: Blind squirrel definitely is right.
0: Twice a day clocks. Sure.
1: Um, Yeah. The Rams win this game.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. And that moves us to the Monday game Uh, back to back. I'd say pretty interesting Monday night games. Um, You know, we talked about how shitty they were at the beginning of the year, but the chiefs are going to LA to take on the chargers. And this one, um, the Chiefs are just like, what, what's going on,
1: man? I mean, wait, 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 wait. They're not going to L.A. because this game's actually in Mexico. Oh, you're shitting me. I'm not shitting you, my friend. This game is south of the border in oh Mexico my God. City. Are you serious? And I that takes serious. us into our Caliente
0: Cinco. <laughs> no, it's Taco Tuesday. <laughs> so, okay, that's going to be played in Mexico City. Does that
1: change your thoughts on who you think is going to win? Because there really Uh, is no home field.
0: Yeah, I'd say definitely the Chiefs are going to take this one. Uh, I was thinking about the Chargers. Um, I still am because I think that their offense is definitely looking a little bit better. Melvin Gordon looked a lot better against Oakland last week. And the Chiefs don't exactly have a defense still.
1: No, not at all. They just lost Uh, to Ryan Tannehill.
0: You know what? I'm taking the Chargers. Wow, he did it. I already typed it in. Bolt up, baby. I'm deleting
1: up. bolt up. Yeah. Uh, This game's in Mexico, which is probably good for the chargers because there might be more fans for them in Mexico because there's zero in America. So if they get one, maybe they'll have a chance. But I think this is Patrick Mahomes 500 yards. They have the chiefs are good, you know, so they're going to have to, maybe they're not. I mean, their defense is terrible and they let people run through them like Taco Bell through a digestive track. So yeah, I don't even know. I'll pick the Chiefs just for the sake of the argument though.
0: Okay. Okay. So Yeah, that's 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 fair. That's fair. That's fair. I was hoping you would do that in Spanish, I'm not gonna lie, since you told me it was in Mexico. If I could speak
1: that much Spanish, I would have done it. (laughs) Levanta (laughs) las manos and ride for Mexico City.
0: Oh man. right so I just said raise your hand. (laughs) <laughs> and then andy reed oh my gosh si, did you say uh library where's
1: the library Is what i said yep
0: oh see i got it i yeah okay uh-huh. i did a semester of spanish at john
1: vamos a la playa
0: por favor wow. um all right yeah <laughs> so that takes us into our Caliente
1: Cinco ay, Very good accent there, my Can friend Can you say
0: it too? I want you to say it too
1: Ay, 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 de Caliente Cinco Arriba Feeling
0: hot, hot, hot Alright, so today's <laughs> Caliente Cinco We've got, since it's Veterans Day And we like to, um, special shout out to You know, all of the, the veterans Men and women that served our country And currently serving Our country um, Bless you because you are all heroes.
1: Yes, your sacrifice does not go unnoticed. And for those that did happen to give their lives before us, um, it's an unpayable debt. And I can never express how grateful I am.
0: Yes, we live in the greatest country in the world because of you folk.
1: No question, no argument at all. And anyone so, who disagrees can get out.
0: Yes. Get the fuck out! <laughs> <laughs> so... Our uh, top five, hot five, caliente cinco today is celebrity vets. Okay, so these are celebrities that had once served in the military. Starting off with number five, midday, give it to us a Take nice us little barbecue.
1: Ooh, a nice little <laughs> barbecue, and not honey barbecue at that. So we got a little tang to it. Uh, number five on our caliente cinco for maybe you didn't know this, but Drew Carey, the host of Price is Right. A fellow Northeast Ohio native. He is from Cleveland. Um, he served from 1980 to 1986 in the U.S. Marine Corps. And that is where he got his patented glasses that he wears. Is He started doing that when he enlisted in the military. So that's a fun little nugget. And he nice. is our number five.
0: Nice. And our number four coming in at a nice little uh, mild with a splash of sriracha. Mm. Um, <laughs> just a splash.
1: I'm hungry.
0: It is Hugh Hefner, who is famous for some stuff. Um,
1: (laughs) To put it lightly.
0: Yeah, he uh, enlisted in the U.S. Army in 1944 as an infantry clerk and uh, actually earned a sharpshooter badge, which seems pretty cool. Um, don't really know what that means, but got through the killer college, which is, I guess, where troops perform maneuvers while throwing grenades. So I feel like it's like parkour with grenades in your hand. Oh my gosh. Live Um, grenades. Maybe. I don't know. I wasn't there in 1944.
1: I'm sorry. He was working with bombshells his whole life. Yeah. So, but I'm (laughs) tiff.
0: So yeah, uh, Hugh Hefner, number four, famous for some things
1: that's funny um yeah moving into number three we're going a little bit uh uh spicy garlic here with this one um morgan freeman you may have not known served in the military and morgan was actually a member of the air force in the late 50s morgan freeman served in the military the air force in the late 50s before he took over as the deity known as god
0: I feel like you're narrating my life right now.
1: I'm narrating your life <laughs> right before I go talk to you about some Emperor Penguins. Penguins <laughs> travel across the frozen tundra for 13 years before they die. I don't know. I didn't see March of the Penguins. Um, oh, did he yeah, do that? He did. He narrated. Uh, you didn't know
0: that? I didn't watch that movie, dude. I don't give a shit.
1: I did not know that Morgan Freeman... I'm going to stop doing that because I don't think it's that yeah. good of an impression. Oh, yeah, I know
0: Morgan. is... All I know about penguins is that the male uh, watches the egg while the female fishes. The male does
1: watch the egg. The male is the back 65 days. 60. Wow. Look at you. What are these fun facts about penguins?
0: 65 days. And the uh, male proposes with the most astounding pebble that he can find on the beach. Yeah.
1: Which is basically what humans do, too. It's just on a ring.
0: So you want to know how I know that?
1: Tell me about your penguin knowledge. Do
0: it. I watched Good Luck Chuck last night.
1: Oh goodness,
0: good and one! I love Jessica Alba; she's very beautiful, um, but oh, she's obsessed no, with definitely. penguins in that movie, and it's hilarious. So yeah. Wow.
1: Who knew this was going to turn into a penguin podcast? Right?
0: Who knew? So coming in at number two, we've got the penguin. No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> Danny DeVito.
0: <laughs> uh, close. It's um, Elvis Presley, um, you know, the king of rock and roll himself.
1: Uh, He was drafted
0: into the army, so didn't get a choice. I think he was a first round selection, you know, a guy like that Oh, physique like that had to be a first round pick into the army um, in 1957. So he was stationed at Fort Hood. Um, Don't really know what, you know, what kind of stuff he did, if he ever was deployed or anything like that. But yeah, you know, Elvis, great singer to this day. So, died on the toilet, taking a shit.
1: <laughs> that's the way I want to go, though. Um, so, we'll move <laughs> into number one. Triple Atomic coming at you is Chuck Norris. Oh,
0: wait, I forgot to tell you what Elvis was. We're going to rewind it. Buck go Barbecue. Alright, now fast forward again.
1: Um The anti Cinco is sponsored by Buffalo Wild Wings. No. <laughs> um, you had to that's... be
0: here. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so
1: funny. <laughs> number one as I already said, and you already heard it, is Chuck Norris, who actually served in South Korea during the Korean conflict mm. in the uh, late 50s, which is actually where he learned his martial arts that he knows and what he's famous for. And as you know, Sam, when the United States declares war, Congress has to ask Chuck Norris first. Oh, so that is an yeah. important little Chuck Norris,
0: the second greatest American ever next to Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, The greatest American that ever lived. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining us today, everybody. We had a a great time talking about the Browns winning. uh, A great time with the Pick'Em. Hopefully we do better this week, and hopefully the Browns win on Thursday. Might be back for a Friday episode. Who (laughs) knows? We don't.
1: (laughs) Thank you, veteran, everybody.